0: What's good, Denver? What's good, Denver? How are you? Hope you well. It is August 29th. We are just about coming into uh, Labor Day weekend here in Denver, Colorado. We've got a great show for you prepared. Uh, We're gonna go into events. We're gonna talk about uh, highlights from last week. And we're going to do a fashion vintage preview. I mean, we're all thinking about our fall looks. You know, the, the, we had a, a nice couple of days of rain and 60-degree temps. So, you know, the flannels are coming out. The denim's coming out. At least this is what's coming out of my closet. So we're going to get into some different recommendations for spots around Denver. But before we do that, some business. This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books your podcast interviews. Uh, If you want to go on other people's podcasts to talk about what the things that you like to talk about, KitCaster does it for you. You can sign up for that service at KitCaster.com. Largely, KitCaster works with funded startup founders, entrepreneurs with exits, and C-suite executives to book them on the world's top podcasts. But you might ask yourself, well, do they only work with technology companies? No, we don't. If you're an author, if you're a consultant, if you have a message that's burning in your heart and you need to get it out, go to KidCaster.com and sign up for their services. Thanks, KidCaster. All right, we're going to dive right into this, and we're going to start with events. I'm going to pitch this over to Olivia um, so we can uh, hear what is on tap this week in Denver. What's up, Olivia?
1: Cool. Uh, what's up, Denver? What's up, Brian? I want to start off by saying that in terms of fall fashion, the thing that's coming out of my closet is leather pants. Ooh. Summer is leather shorts, if I can get away with it, if it's not too flaming hot. But today I woke up and it was breezy, and I said, leather pants are coming out. Um, this weekend, I am looking forward to the Willie Nicky drag show at Buntport Theater that's happening Friday through Sunday. And I tend to like when events don't over-explain. Like, I love, um, you know, kind of an unhinged, one-sentence, like, description. And that's what they gave me. So I'm going to read you the description. Rasputin as a drag queen. Silly Willy and his boats. Local devised queer theater. As the Bolsheviks would say, <laughs> slay queen. So uh, really interested to find out what that is. Uh, the Bunport Theater is... A small community theater. Um, It's over in the Lincoln Park area. And the folks who run it kind of do everything. Writers, designers, janitors. Like really cool community spots. So looking forward to that. Sunday is the most exclusive party of the year. That's my birthday. So looking forward to that. Um, I'm having a Halloween party because it's my birthday. And I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Um, So I'm having a Harry Potter themed birthday on Sunday. And what what else is being an adult for unless it's making your childhood dreams come true?
0: Well, what's the address um, so we can all
1: show up? It's gonna be <laughs> mm, I almost, <laughs> you almost did it. Listening. I almost just told you my address on air. Okay. Um and then on Wednesday, it's gonna be the Wu-Tang Wednesdays event at the honor farm. They do this the first and third Wednesday of every month. I've never gone because I just found out about it, but it sounds great. Um, essentially they just Play Wu Tang music and they watch Kung Fu movies. That's it. That's the whole thing. Um, it's at the Honor Farm, which calls itself like a haunted spirit house. They basically do spooky stuff all year. Uh, so we're celebrating Halloween all year. They also do like Sunday drag and horror movie trivia. So mm. Wu Tang Wednesdays this Wednesday. What about you, Tom?
2: That sounds awesome, Wu-Tang Wednesdays. Um, I have something that I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet, but I think it's just been because of the timing of when we started our show. But this Friday is the first Friday, so it wouldn't be a Denver event show if we didn't mention first Friday art walk. Um, This Friday, September 1st, and each Friday of the month, pretty much year-round, I mean, maybe they stop it in the worst of the worst winter months, but, um, yeah, first Friday art walk, this is going to be down in the Santa Fe art district mainly, but it's kind of turned into like a citywide thing at this point, but down in Santa Fe, you got all the different really cool galleries over there and sorry, down at the Santa Fe art district, just right on Santa Fe, you'll see all the cool galleries. A lot of stuff is set up. You're going to be finding free drinks in some places, but either way, easy access to drinks, food live performances and a ton of really cool, cheap, like awesome art and all different kinds of stuff. Like in these different galleries, it's really fun. And also if you're trying to do that just in a different location, Rhino has kind of jumped on the bandwagon too. So Rhino Art District is a great place to do the Friday, first Friday art walk. Um, Sunday, September 3rd in the Belmar Plaza down in Lakewood, we got goat yoga anyone's interested. Has anyone, have you ever done goat yoga?
1: No, but it's so nice of them to do that to celebrate my birthday.
2: Yeah, you should go (laughs) for your birthday goat yoga. You can bring a birthday cake, feed it to the goats. That's awesome. I, I personally have not done goat yoga, but I know a lot of people who have, and I think I might be going this weekend because it looks really fun. You just get a bunch of baby goats and like they love climbing and jumping on things. So just throw people doing yoga into like their area and they're going <laughs> to jump on you and, and do crazy stuff so that's exciting they got three sessions 9 a.m 11 a.m 1 p.m it's 30 bucks you get a yoga class and then also some entertainment throughout it and then i'll hit you guys to the red rock schedule wednesday this week we got young the giant with milky chance all right, Olivia said that she knew who that was, but I have no idea.
1: I don't, I mean, I'm not, like, super into it, but I feel like they were popular when I was in high What's school. What's
2: the Milky Chance about? Like,
1: I can't even remember. I milk? feel like <laughs> nobody crucified me, but I think there were one-hit wonders.
2: What was their jam? Oh, no. I don't
1: remember. Should I just Google it right now? I've never heard of them. I'm going to Google it.
2: Milky Chance. Okay. Well, while you do that, Thursday and Friday, Rez with a whole lineup of bass champions so if you want to go get dark and red at res hit him up she's the space queen right now um saturday and sunday the chain smokers also with sg lewis i love sg lewis and um not d so yeah res also has a bunch of people too but there's so many names on those lineups that you just got to look it up for yourself we got the link in the bio check it out <laughs> Ryan, what do you got going on?
0: Nice. Um Olivia, happy birthday.
1: Thank you. That's so
0: cool. Is, that, is that, are you a Virgo or a Libra? I'm a Virgo. Virgo. That makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. My mother's a Virgo. Does she like to organize things?
0: Yeah, yeah. Her her home is very immaculate. I I appreciate that organization and cleanliness about Virgos. Nice. That's so cool. Um, also, First Friday Art Walk is a great time. I'm sure a lot of folks have been there. I know last month there was some shady character selling mushroom chocolates. Just like <laughs> out there. Don't buy them from those guys. Not at the Art Walk. Yeah, it's just like, it's like come on, man. If they're... It, it, and also, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. You know, so, some some jag off is, is selling God knows what from a, a shanty table at the Art Walk. Lame. Lame. Don't no, buy no, from no, that no. guy.
1: Um, <laughs> Just remember, we live in Denver, Colorado, and there are plenty of reputable ways to go about that, not some guy at a card table.
0: Absolutely. That kind of dovetails into my first event, too, because I'm actually really excited about the the legalization of entheogenic plant medicines, particularly psilocybin mushrooms has seemed to caught a current in Denver, Colorado mm-hmm. in a major way. I mean if mm-hmm. the, the proper way to find mushrooms is to you know go to a massage therapist or an acupuncturist or a sound healer or something like that and just ask in, an, in a very nice way, there are lots of lots and lots of psilocybin in Denver right now. And for better or for worse, we're going to figure out how that kind of influences our culture. Um, so far, I haven't seen any uh, negative except for that jabroni yet on first our, uh, first Friday Art Walk. But other than that, it seems like people are holding it together right now. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with kind of the healing community has kind of taken it upon themselves. I think to usher in some of these substances in a way that's trying to be caring and like intentional and and. Um, they're bringing it into kind of therapeutic practice, which I think is cool. Uh, there, there might be a little bit of overstatement there. That like, it's it's you know, are you overstating that that there's a it's healing? Perhaps I, I've definitely seen people talking about cures. If if someone's feeding you mushrooms and they're like, this is gonna cure you, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Mm. But it could help, it could help if you are the right people. Finding the right people is challenging, but it definitely seems like there is a flourishing um, community of people that are committed to helping people use entheogenics for for healing properties. Now, the the best way to kind of enter that modality, I think is to get familiarized with the process and procedures that they're using without the actual substance, you know? There's, I think there's a lot of curiosity for people that have never tripped before on, you know, drugs. Um, and those people should, should, should wade lightly. Um, one thing, one characteristic of people that are familiarized with hallucinogens is that they're kind of like, uh, disciples of the plants. And so they can get very enthusiastic about getting everybody to join in. But the thing is, this is very powerful stuff, you know? So if you're curious about it, you're curious what, how it could help you or how it could benefit your life, then maybe try some stuff that these tr- day trippers are doing without actually the plants. So that's my first recommendation. There is a community acupuncture and sound bath on Sunday, September 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Inca St- Street Collective, also in Baker. It's a $50 ticket. And when I was kind of reading about this, I can't vouch for the the folks that are um, conducting the the ceremony here, although they seem like really nice ladies. But community acupuncture—I never even heard of that before. Yeah, group acupuncture sounds
2: crazy. As long as
1: I'm not sharing needles with somebody else, then it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're kind of,
0: I love acupuncture. Um, I do it regularly for all kinds of different stuff. But you're kind of incapacitated. You know what I mean? Like once those needles are in, it's like you don't want to move a lot because, you know, it messes up your meridians or whatever. So I, I'm assuming that like, well, I suppose it complements a sound bath in, in, a, in, in a good way because generally um, a sound bath for those uninitiated is like you just lay on your back with a blanket and someone will play some like bowls, either glass singing bowls or like Tibetan bowls or a combination of the two or gongs or maybe there's a didgeridoo or something like that. And they play these sounds. Now, largely, I think this kind of music has come out of the the, the psychedelic therapy world, because for some reason, under the in- influence of entheogenic plant medicines, it's very interesting to listen to someone gently play a gong. I don't know why, hmm. um, but that's just a part of the experience. Hmm. So there there is no psilocybin being offered, at least in the description of this community acupuncture and sound bath. But I figured, you know, for people that are interested in this community, people that are interested in kind of the healing community in general, this is kind of a fun mashup. You know, if anything else, it's going to be a super relaxing way to spend two hours on a Sunday, which sounds really cool to me. So I might go down there and check that out if i can if i can jump away
2: <laughs> it could this could also be a modern day healing heist if you ask me all right we're going to have you all lay face down we're going to immobilize <laughs> you with action, acupuncture needles then we're going to put on some nice music so you either fall asleep or can't hear us and then Once one of you realizes all your wallets are going to be gone. I
1: mean, okay. We're going to be be out of here. That could hypothetically be the Shavasana portion of every yoga class. They're like, here's a lavender scented towel. Don't worry about what we're doing. Don't worry about what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. What they
0: realized early on is maybe they steal your wallet, you might get a couple of bucks, but like, you just keep doing it. People pay forever. Yeah, (laughs)
2: just put on a good ceremony, put on a good practice, and then people are going to just come crawling back.
1: I have an acupuncture question. Like, is that, should you be extra considerate of your first time having acupuncture? Like, I've never had it. So would you recommend this for somebody who's never had acupuncture before?
0: Yeah, uh, I think so. You know, unless you have a real thing with needles Mm. and, or, or, you know, there, it's not generally any blood you know but i know like my daughter like just the needles freak her out on like a primal level i think it's like 10 percent of the population mm-hmm. like can't deal with needles at all yeah mm-hmm. so why push it you know what i mean um, but for other folks, I mean, it's, it would probably be a good introduction because I'm assuming on the community nature of it, they're not going to be doing too many in, in any particular person, mm. you know? So you're, I imagine it would be like this, you're laying on your back. Maybe they put like one in your third eye, you know, cause they're trying to open up some like chakras, okay. you know, for the music to come through. But it, it, if I also, if I know this community, they're probably tuning the the bowls to the chakras themselves because you can get like a B flat and like a G type okay. bowl and play them together which will harmonize at a certain rate that apparently is a vibration of your chakra so if they got their if they got their chakras together then this would all be planned and organized that they're going to be hitting you blasting you with the needles at the same time as the music is coming in see. This, this is how it all works together
1: yeah this is mm. that I just opened up a can of worms about the things I just don't wow. know about all right get your chakras together man get, get those chakras no. together
0: and don't be coming with some unbalanced chakras to these events my god um no no i I think it would be a great introduction to to acupuncture um but don't push it if you have needles So, yeah, check that out. Um, Also, Friday is the Friday Night Bazaar, which is in Rhino and has been all uh, summer. And this is, I think, the last one they've got. So it's Friday at 5 p.m. I think it's over by, uh, what's it called, Ramble um, is where they actually set up. And I was feeling a little bit nostalgia about this event because my buddy Josh Sampson actually started the Big Wonderful in the Friday Night Bazaar. This is Mm -hmm. probably 10 years ago. And this was kind of before Rhino had its corporate veneer, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Rhino back then was still kind of an art district and was scrappy, you know. There was like... It, it was cool it kind of had more of a, of a denver vibe not that it's not good now it's it's great but the friday night bazaar in particular would would change locations and it was usually like some abandoned like uh, uh gas station and there was like one extension cord that would feed like 17 extension cords and a puddle mm-hmm. of water i'm describing one particular incident that you know <laughs> the fire department was called it was great and it was really cool and so the the Just a great event, very positive, um, but also kind of rowdy. You know, I think that's kind of what makes the Friday Night Bazaar unique is you're going to have all these different vendors with their artisanal crafts, which is awesome. I mean, it's a perfect place to go find uh, a a birthday present for Olivia, without a doubt. I know they got leather pants. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely good presents there. For sure. They probably got some leather pants with fringe. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, it's always good people, too, because Rhinos, it's, it's a nice place to be in general. And then this one, Friday Night Bazaar, it syncs up with the first Friday mm, this cool. week. So it's going to be even bigger. Like a lot of the places around do first Friday stuff anyway. But when this is happening,
0: everybody's out on the town. That's so true. It's going to be such a lovely evening, too. That the, the last couple of nights, oh, my gosh, it's like 78 and like late thunderstorms. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. Uh, probably perfect time to go down to Rhino Definitely. Go, go, right into first Friday. Cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is just that archery season is beginning and I'm super excited on, on Friday, archery season kicks off for the sportsmen out there. You're probably already planning. Perhaps you're like me, um, and didn't get pull tags this year. Uh, it was a little disappointed. I, I like to hunt in units 12 and 11, which is the flat top wilderness, and last year was a particularly challenging um, year for the herd. Unfortunately, the the elk last season, like because of some pretty big blizzards late, were were, you know, kind of emaciated. And so mm-hmm. the Division of Wildlife and their science wisdom um, really throttled back the the tags about eighty percent. So nobody I know. That i hunt with got tags this year Um, so that kind of created some opportunities to try some different places and i'm going to try and take advantage of that with archery season Um, the archery season is i think 28 days long so there's several weekends to get going i i just kind of see this window as being the the time that i can probably get out there i might be going down to the durango area Um, if anybody knows a great spot And it's willing to share, I promise I won't share with anybody.
1: (laughs) I feel like this combination of events that you served is so Colorado in the way that it's so purple, really. Like, I love I love dynamic humans. I love that you just gave me like psychedelic medicine and acupuncture. And then you're like, also, I'd love to. Shoot an elk sometime <laughs> in the next month.
0: I'd like to shoot a couple, honestly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, uh, I don't have. I have many tribes. And cults, depending on how you going to organize them. <laughs> so those are my events um, for, for, for the week. This is a, a stacked weekend, a stacked holiday weekend. Lots of good stuff to do. And of course, we would love to hear everybody else's events too. Now let's jump to highlights from last week. And Troy, you've been patiently waiting through all this Denver nonsense. How are you, buddy? We missed you last week.
3: Doing good. Uh, doing good. Uh, last week was a fun one. I uh, held it down. While you guys were away at the convention, um, I think the probably the main highlight from last week for me was um, this new venue opened up in San Diego and my buddy is um, getting a vinyl night going there once a month. So um, basically what it is, is DJ's show up they spin vinyl for an hour and you can sit there listen have a drink and it's just a super fun time cool experience fortunately i was able to get up there and uh mix a little bit as well so that was that was a that was a fun time for sure it's called the vinyl cuts it's at a new venue that just opened up called fish tank and he's gonna be doing it once a month so i'll probably be be helping him out with that moving forward nice man would you play that's dope just a little of everything. Uh like some nineties boom bap hip hop, some 70s soul, some old jazz, uh some new disco stuff. Literally everything. Just pulled some random records from the collection, showed up and played some music for a while. It was a good time.
1: That sounds like a bomb awesome. set. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that it was, was fun, dope. for sure.
2: I gotta try it out. I got I have my nice record player and I got my digital mixer, but I've never actually Plug the vinyl into there so I gotta give it a shot I got a pretty nice collection growing right now
3: it's easy it's easy it's not not as hard as you would think for sure you got techniques
1: (laughs) (laughs) you got skills Uh, or
0: or tech 1200 mixing skills the the record player helps a lot I've been collecting 90s trance for some time largely because it's Mm. really inexpensive vinyl like people are just dumping it just grab it but I haven't had an opportunity. Maybe I have to go out to San Diego and hang out, Troy, and just bore everybody with '90s trance
3: music. <laughs> like, where's tr- yeah? Vinyl's just making a resurgence in general right now. It's so popular. It's everywhere. I saw Target is selling vinyls yeah. again.
1: Yeah, so I wish I remember. That's when you oh, know. Sorry. I wish I remembered the stats, but vinyl is definitely making more money than other recorded mediums now. Like they beat out CDs a couple of years ago, hands down. Sorry, mm-hmm. what were you going to say, Troy?
3: Oh no, that was it. That
2: was it. <laughs> nice, Ryan. No. You can have. You could just convince uh, the guys over at that hi-fi place to to get some get a mixer in there.
0: Yeah, dude, do, they do. They already have it. I was giving the bartender an ear beating of like why I'd be a perfect contestant to be a DJ there. He's just like, yeah, I get it, man. It's like, no, you don't understand.
1: So first of all, he <laughs> knows what it. he did by working there. You should expect that. <laughs> Second of all, I also just sent them an email. I'm going to try and work there a couple nights a week.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. At ESP, really? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I just sent an email and was like, hey, love music. Love talking about, you know, flavor profiles. Of what if I Japanese worked here a couple whiskeys? nights a week? Yeah. So we're going to find out. Everybody get a job at ESP.
0: We just take it over. Yeah,
1: we just move in, take over. <laughs> to a annex. Like,
0: I don't know. I feel like that guy seems like he could DJ here.
1: He seems really good.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. That sounds so fun, Troy. Definitely. Definitely a good time.
2: Yeah. I think all of us had a similar highlight at podcast movement last week. That was awesome. We were representing Wildcast over there. Um, our booth was great. Our booth was the hit. People got to come in. They got to try to do a host read ad read, which if you're not too into podcasting, maybe you don't really care if you're more into the Denver (laughs) of this show, but host read ad reads are just what you hear a host read. Like you heard Ryan talk about KickCaster before. We had people coming up trying to do that. They could win a t-shirt at our booth and we really just met a lot of cool people. I had a lot of fun.
0: It was really cool. We 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 met a bunch of Denver podcasters too. The event was here, which was nice. It's the it's the world's biggest podcasting event. So, um, Brie Davies came by. Um, what's her, her podcast again? It's a, it's a great Denver show.
2: I just city forget.
1: cityscape city, cityscape. Yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah,
2: yeah. We talked to them. We're gonna have to get them to come on. They do a Thursday Thursday event special on their show, so they could come in and talk Thursday events for us one time. Totally.
0: And shout out to to those folks. That's a daily show and they're much more serious and get into some, I think a more political nature of this city than we're just kind of goofy. Of course they do lots of goofy stuff too, but that's such an awesome show and people should definitely um, subscribe to their show as yeah. well. Check it's it out. It's called
1: CityCast Denver and we'll CityCast. we'll link that in the show notes for cool. sure.
0: Yeah. Shout out to them. It was cool to see them. There was some f- Fun folks, we met um, some nice ladies from Golden that were doing a, uh, a metaphysical. No, wait, 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 wait. It was a spiritual and quantum physics podcast. I was like, it, it
2: was it was using quantum <coughs> quantum physics essentially to prove or support spirituality, different right. types of spirituality. So, science backed spirituality,
0: and I was like, so oh, indeed. word, are you a physicist? And they're like, no. It's like oh what kind of spirituality they're just like kind of everything and i was like okay well that
2: sounds fun <laughs> they're they're looking at a broad variety of perspectives and they're getting deep they're, they're going deep. for it i gotta check out their show too <laughs> oh they're going for it
0: they're okay. going for it <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> they're going for it and you know that's probably my favorite thing about uh uh podcasting in general is there's a charming amateur enthusiasm and that's no disrespect but literally it's like you know what do you have to be uh, a freaking expert in anything to start a podcast not at all no you could probably know nothing about the subject and you get thrown in there it's much like a jury you know if you're on trial for somebody's get- being charged with murder that's a pretty important duty But they're not pre-screening, qualifying you if you're an expert and stuff. They're like, no, we just need normal people. And that's what's cool about podcasting. Normal people can have podcasts about whatever they want. It's awesome. There was a guy
1: that had a podcast all about Wilsons. Yeah, he did. I remember that guy.
0: (laughs) About
2: Wilsons? That was
1: like the most meta moment of the whole thing. Uh, convention do you want to explain his concept well his name was
0: wilson which i think is important to know but then just it was just anything that has wilson in it so people named wilson things named wilson
1: wilson volleyballs
0: yeah yeah it seemed like i was like well you're probably going to run dry at about eight or nine episodes because like how much wilson is out there
2: how many more wilson's are down to podcast
0: but it was also kind of like the most old man thing I could ever imagine. It's like, this dude is having a blast mm-hmm. thinking about his name. <laughs> he definitely is.
1: That dovetails tells into my main takeaway, which I, I kept looking around, and I've never been to a convention before, but I imagined it being kind of like a superficial salesy experience. But I genuinely enjoyed every single conversation I had. It was very positive. And I mm-hmm. realized my big takeaway was actually quite simple, which is that like, it's a largely positive industry because every person is working on something they're passionate about. Like everybody's got their own project and they, you know, they get to decide where it goes and bring on guests and you know what I mean? People are feeling positive. So it's just an awesome bunch of people to spend time with.
0: Yeah. And they're all talkers, podcasters, Yeah, you know, so it's like, you can just sit and chop it up with these folks and they love it. They're just there to talk. It was so cool and fun to hang out with you guys as well. Um, (laughs) My highlight from last week, I'm going to switch gears. I went to this place called Adobo, which is on 31st and Federal. Um, And I had a lumpia, which is a Filipino egg roll. Okay. So this uh, Adobo is really cool because it's a fusion spot. And generally speaking, when I go to a fusion place, that means that there's going to be some God awful thing happening with a cauliflower (laughs) or like a Brussels sprout, you know, like they have these, like (laughs) there's like these trends that happened at fusion spots, but that's not this spot. This spot adobo is a blend of Filipino foods with new Mexican culture. So you got all these amazing mashups. Um, So, you know, I had a smoked uh, chicken wings, amazing. And then they had these uh, lumpias that were like these Filipino egg rolls, but then it had a sweet purple chili sauce It was really good. And on top of that, it was the kind of place you walk in and everything's just a little bit sticky. And it kind of smells like PBR. And there's like a corner where there's a stage and you can tell they have bands on the weekends, just imbibed with positive energy. Like this place you can tell is a spot, you can get a shot and a beer combo. Mm -hmm. They got Taco Tuesdays, they got Wing Wednesdays. It's that kind of place. And honestly, those are some of my favorite places, especially when they're that close to the stadium. So, you know, we're coming into Broncos. Uh, season if you're looking for a new spot to pregame go check out adobo the food was out of control lots of great specials and the staff was super cool so check them out all right without further ado. quick question yeah
3: is it lumpia or lumpia man i don't know i can barely speak english (laughs) i I would say lumpia that's how i always say it too okay just confirming that i I say lumpia if you're
1: listening to this and we said it incorrectly please send us an email we yeah. want to know.
0: Please send me yes. some lumpias and
2: <laughs> Filipino pork girl yeah. I think it would be lumpia,
0: lumpia, lumpia. Yeah, I <laughs> put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have we have a, our feature this week, which is fashion. And it looks like from this list, we're talking about vintage fashion because right now I got two kids in high school, and vintage has never been hotter. So um, I'm really excited to to get into some of this stuff, Troy. Let's stop start with you, buddy. Um, what's your pick for for fashion right now?
3: Yeah, so um, I didn't pick anywhere in particular. Uh, San Diego. There's a huge vintage fashion scene. Huge um, repurposed clothing scene. There's you know all kinds of pop ups markets different retailers, places you can go to find vintage clothing. My girlfriend actually works in the fashion industry, so fashion is a part of my life every day, whether I like it or not. Um, but I did want to share a couple quick statistics that I think could kind of bounce off what each of you are about to talk about, which is the kind of downside of the fast fashion industry and in, in uh, you know relation to repurposed clothing. So according to earthday.org, the fast fashion industry produces over 100 billion garments a year, and 87% of these will end up in a landfill or an incinerator with only 1% recycled. Mm -hmm. Uh, God
0: dang, did you say 100 billion?
3: Yeah, yeah, which I was kind of mind blown by. And another one is the apparel industry is responsible for 4% of greenhouse gas emissions, the same as... The countries of Germany, France, and the UK combined. So, uh, reusable fashion is the way to go. Um, reduce, reuse, repurpose, repair, recycle, rent, resell. It's all—it's all a good thing, and you're probably going to look better too. Honestly.
1: Thank you so much mm. for bringing that up. That's definitely where I am planning to go with this conversation too. And to piggyback on what you're saying, um, the fashion industry also creates more emissions than the entire transportation industry. Which, if you think about that, really. That's that's absolutely wild. Buses, planes, trains, like cargo ships, fashion is actually worse for the environment. So yeah. Sell your clothes, mm. buy used clothes, circular, yeah.
3: And look cool while doing it.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. I like old clothes. Like all right, Olivia, I know you spent a lot of time in Mexico City, but the vintage fashion scene there is. Oh, don't like get me started. Insane. Is it really? Like yeah. but also it's kind of crazy because you'll like go to a thrift store and like each shirt's like two hundred dollars.
1: I know I mean I know the thrift stores you're talking about. I personally have beef with specifically the owner of both locations of Void Vintage in Mexico City. She I, mean, I don't know if that's it, but just, oh, just around she, <laughs> she writes off going to like Paris and sourcing clothing. She writes it off as a business expense. So it's like, it's very much extracurricular for her, but yeah, she'll charge like 200 bucks for a pair of Carhartt overalls. People pay it though, so you know what? Nobody's really wrong in this situation. I've definitely
2: seen that. Maybe I stopped in one of those places, but also there's so many around there where you can get super cool stuff, like really old, dope t-shirts for like great deals. 200 bucks? Yeah, there will be places like that too down there in like the nice areas of Mexico City, but they have really good stuff
1: if you go i mean everybody's favorite i'm not afraid of dropping it because everybody who goes to mexico city already knows but la lagunia it used to be dangerous but now it's like you can buy anything there from like a hundred year old table to like a vintage leather nascar jacket to like a creepy baby doll like they have micheladas the size of your head size of your head That's like it's the sunday spot
0: Nice. This actually reminds me of this business idea I had at, uh, some time ago because vintage is so in, like, like my daughter and her friends go to the bins. You know, it's like so cool. But I had this idea that you could go on job sites around Denver and go find the carpenters and be like, hey, man, I will trade you right now for a brand new pair of pants. Nice. But give me those ones. And on top of that, do a little interview. So then what you're going to do is you're going to have like the carpenter brand. And there'll be a little fi- a little picture of this dude's face and, like, maybe some questions to get to know him a little bit. You know, you clean him up or whatever. But it's perfectly distressed from years of actual work. Yeah. So you could look, Real too, like stress. you, <laughs> you're not so well moisturized all the time. <laughs> You look like a real man for a second. That's what people want.
1: That's
2: what people want.
1: <laughs> yeah. People want to look well coiffed and messy. Yeah. You want to you want to
0: look like the kind of person that can get down to work, but you don't actually want to get down to work. You need to take care of your yeah. skin. Jeez. And then
2: rather than paying an artificial, distressing <laughs> robot to yeah. get a new pair of pants, you're paying a carpenter
0: those same prices. And they're getting some new pants to do some real work. In. They get some new pants. You just put $500 price tag on there because all the labor involved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it could work. I think it would work. That actually sounds pretty good.
1: <laughs> kind of love that.
0: <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Well, Olivia, tell us your spots. Cool. Um, so I can't have this episode without mentioning that I used to be a Depop seller. I spent a massive amount of time on it. I was in thrift stores like five days a week for a while. Um, so I have a massive love for circular fashion. And that's kind of what my spots are inspired by. So there's this place on Santa Fe Drive called Manic Pixie Thrift. And the thing that's cool about this is um you can send the owner your Pinterest board of kind of like looks you like and she will style you. So if you're somebody who like likes to get creative but maybe isn't feeling, you know, super secure about exploring with like new cuts or whatever, she'll help you out with that. Um you can either DM her or shoot her an email, both of which will be in the show notes. The next one is Denver Thrift Pop, um, which is organized by ThriftCon, and they do this once a month in the parking lot of Denver Central Market. The next one's gonna be on September 26th. And this is just like local thrift curators. There's one guy named Um, his shop is called Secondhand Homie, and I actually started following him on Depop in like 2020. But he's Denver local. He was really part of the wave of Depoppers poppers that started making like upcycled pants and stuff like a decade ago um, that are really popular now. So find secondhand homie at Thrift Pop. I'll also put his handle in the description. So that's all for me. What about you, Tom?
2: Um, I got a nice place over on South Broadway, Regal Vintage Thrift Shop, if anyone's heard of it. It's responsible for maybe my last... Definitely at least my last two, maybe last three Halloween costumes. It's one of those types of thrift shops where everything's like, yeah, thrifted, but like really it's fun stuff, like fun things to wear. It's not like a, just like a classical thrift shop with like normal vintage clothes. It's all really fun stuff. So there's that place. And then also not clothes, but I'm throwing this in because it's right next door to Regal Vintage is 5280s Totally Awesome Shop. Ryan, do you know about this place? I do not. It's all like, it's not closed. Maybe they have a couple things in there, but it's all like vintage 80s items. Like, But like (laughs) new, like they have new stuff too. It's all these like, everything from like freaking Pokemon cards to like little games and trinkets and like just really... You have to go in there because you'll just spend a ton of time there. They'll have like all the classical like candies and stuff. And like it's just it's really fun. Like if you needed a if you needed an old like vintage 80s outfit, like this is where you would go to get your accessories. So you have to check that place out. It's right next to the Regal Vintage shop. So it's really it's a two for one. You can get like your entire Halloween costume and then you can get all the classic. Um, trinkets to go along with it their website
0: is
1: really cool
2: oh my god yeah i was gonna say that you just reminded me their website is
0: amazing
1: it's so cool i still don't know what they do but i'll go i'm excited
0: (laughs) let's see they're selling gremlins dolls and the noid they've got original nes games
2: yeah it's like it's everything though i don't know if you can really see on here the extent it's a big store too like there's so much stuff and if you go to the website, you'll know what you're getting into, the80sareawesome.com. Oh, Check it out. It's got sound.
0: Super cool. Okay, it's a two-for-one on South Broadway. I love it. Yes. Okay, I'll go. Um, I, I was really resonating with what Olivia was saying. I've struggled with fashion the last couple of years, not knowing my place. You know, I come from, you know, kind of the... First generation hip hop was when really I was like finding my feet in fashion, which was very matchy-matchy. I think Track they, suits. <laughs> track suits. Yeah, oh, totally. You can never go wrong with Adidas track suit and some shell toes and some kangles, and a big gold rope. Nice. Uh, if I could, that's what I want. So maybe second generation when you get kind of more of gangster rap, uh, it, which is like very, you know, uh, oftentimes influenced by uh, gang colors. So what happens is you end up being very matchy, 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 which is like if you have the blue shoes with the blue shirt with the blue hat, I wouldn't have done that. That seems a little dangerous. It's particularly in the nineties, but like you baby green, you pick your color and associate everything with that. And so when you become kind of monochromatic like that from an early age, it's kind of baked in. So anyway, flash or flash forward to now. And now I'm like a little struggling with my, my fashion identity. Um Olivia Hat does have a great fashion sense. I didn't know your your history of Depop. If you're picking and you see something that might
1: look good on me, I will buy it from you. Psh, it just, I love dressing people. <laughs> I totally will. Don't ever let anybody stop you from wearing a Kangle, dude. I have a Kangle. I bought my dad a Kangle. Hell yeah. You should go get a Kangle. You're Please right. Continue. sorry you're right.
2: Maybe for our first version of the video show, Olivia, you can dress us all. And yes. we can just be Don't tempt stylish. me with a good time.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Olivia, the, the stylist.
1: We're all getting Kangles. Kangles and leather pants. Saying it right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've I've been looking. I've been doing some searching from trying out different styles. This this fall, I'm going back to my original style, and not gener- second generation hip hop. More of like the old man style: flannels, plaid's, blue jeans, cowboy boots. I love that. That that is where I feel most most natural is with pearl snaps. And this brings me to my first pick. And I'm talking about Ra- rock mount Western wear. Now, this is not um, uh, vintage. it's It's a modern vintage, which is to say they don't sell used clothes. They sell new clothes, but this is actual like iconic American made beautiful clothing that will last you a long time. This is not fast fa- fast fashion. This is slow fashion. And the reason why they're significant is because Jack Weil, who uh, he passed a couple years ago. I met him when I think he was like 102. He was still in the shop. But he invented the Pearl Snap shirt. What? Yes, he did in downtown Denver, Colorado. I believe the legend is, is in the 40s, he was like putting together his his uh, ranch wear and the ranch wear has always been like a good man's fashion. I mean, you can look good in plaid and buttons. Mm-hmm. But I think what he found is like a rancher is a man of action. He needs to to take off a shirt, put a shirt on quickly. And so why are we using buttons? You got to go snaps. <laughs> yeah. So, Ranchers got to be able to rip buttons. his shirt off at yeah. any moment. Absolutely. I mean, you know, because they're shredded. You never know. There might be a camera out. You're, they're doing the calendar shot for I don't think they do that. But nonetheless, <laughs> they they do add a uh, uh, kind of a legendary flair, particularly to men's fashion. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, the western wear in general doesn't get enough props for actually being a great outlet for man, men's fashion. You know, like norm core was kind of a thing for a while. I don't know if that was uh, ironic or whatever, but it's like, dude, when you uh, as men they're, they're really trying to make us wear powder blue shirts with, khakis like all the time Mm -hmm. you know but but some men want to have a certain personality leaked through in their fashion statements and western wear is there Mm -hmm. for you with that you know they got the pearl snap shirts they got the cool angular points on the pockets they have the the crossing patterns as far as it comes across the shoulder and down the back and rock mount western wear takes that to like an absolute next level so if you're looking for like embroidered shirts that have like roses and guns, perhaps you're a GNR fan, or you ha- you want a-, a shirt that's embroidered with paisley or floral prints. Mm. We're talking about, it's got all this like ornate uh, embroidery all over it. Um, they really created that look back in the '40s, so now you go into that place. It's probably a pilgrimage for Denver people. You got to go in there, and you'll see like pictures of Paul McCartney uh, wearing Rockmount shirts. You'll you'll go you'll see pictures of like Stevie Ray Vaughn wearing the entire ca- collection. <clears throat> it's an absolutely extraordinary place. That's the place you go to find your Western shirts, and they have nice. gal stuff. They got kid stuff. They got boots. They got hats. They got they got silk. Uh, uh, scarves they got everything it's the spot rock mount so that's my first and they're located downtown denver uh, my second is d- to go back to kind of a uh, recycled vintage but i'm going to talk about feral particularly because this is a a used technical gear shop so we were talking about hunting um i it, like all coloradans we're spending a lot of time outside and like all Coloradans, we we need some of that Patagucci. Or we, need, we, need some, we need some good layers. You know what I'm saying? You need a good fleece. Mm-hmm. You need to have a, a a rain layer. You need to have a puffy. But I'll be damned if I'm paying $300 for a $300 uh, North Face puffy. True that. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? No way, man. You got to go to Farrell. And Farrell is on, um, I think it's like 40th and Tennyson. And it has all great previously owned, um, uh, I, what we call that outdoor gear. Yeah.
2: Outdoor gear. I've yeah. been here before.
0: They have everything you can imagine. They got everything. They got Arcterics for $20. They got, you know, every, every brand that makes really good clothing that lasts, that has fabrics that are, that actually work. Um, that's the other thing, you know, it's like, I, I grew up hunting with my kids, you know, and if you're, you're bringing like, um, a kid into the woods for 16 hours in, you know, December, like you got to make sure like what you're, with the socks you're wearing, the boots you're wearing, the jackets you're wearing, you have to have the good stuff. And man, that stuff is Mm -hmm. all really expensive, but Feral has outstanding prices. So, um, definitely shout out to Feral and go check them out for your, your winter gear. Um, and also is probably the best place in the world to buy bags. You know, if you need, yeah, they have a lot of those sleeping bags as, as well, yeah. honestly, but
2: backpacks and everything back some, one of their biggest sections over there. Totally they do consignment too. If you, if you need to get rid of something, but you're not like really ready to let it go for free yet or donate it, you can do consignment over here and get it to someone for a good price.
0: Yeah. Feral is absolutely awesome, especially for kids, you know, cause kids clothes, I don't understand how they get away with those prices. It's like, it's barely any fabric. And they're going to grow out of it next week yeah i know i know especially in ski season it's like oh man you need some new boots it's a drag but um, every year <laughs> every single year i know i know it's insane i think my kids have finally kind of stopped growing
1: also still going but geez oslo's gonna get twice as tall as he is right now i know sorry he's, to break it to you <laughs> he's, getting big.
0: he's getting a little cocky i'm like oh man don't forget I got old man strength. <laughs> These tendons are thick. <laughs>
1: yeah. Classic. <laughs> They're vintage. That's too cool about the the western wear though, man. I yeah. had no idea that history is absolutely wild. So it is kind of a pilgrimage.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, they've been they've been doing it forever. Um I remember my previous podcast maybe 15-20 years ago, I met or I interviewed Jack's son who runs the shop now. Um and it was really cool to learn. And at that time too, like Western Wear was kind of like I don't think necessarily the fulcrum of fashion, um, but they also figured out that like e-commerce is going to be a boom for them. So they just absolutely exploded. And and they they kept their their brick and mortar shop, which is so cool.
2: It says it right here. Nobody knew more about dressing a cowboy than Papa Jack.
0: Hey, look at how dapper that man is.
2: Yeah, he's well dressed.
1: I will say, shout out cowboys they have been actually tailoring their clothing That's right. since the conception well tailored shirts and pants they made
2: their own style look he's got the he's got the horseshoe pockets
1: dude so horseshoe
2: shaped shirt pockets here shell pockets yeah.
0: you got the belt buckle you got the boots you yeah. got the bolo tie you got the cowboy hat the accessories of men's fashion in western
2: cowboy wear. hat if you go to rockmount.com papa jack's cowboy hat has just the right tilt Oh, yeah. His shirt is tucked into perfection. Stylish.
0: Totally, man. Oh, well, plus, man. look at look at how he's got it kind of, his hat is tilted just enough that, like, this is the perfect horizontal line on the bend. So he's taking oh, yeah. into consideration a lot of different lines he's here. He's thinking about a lot. See, man, this is what's up. This is why Western wear, it, it, this is why Denver, Nashville, and Austin are all kind of cousin cities. Because the men's wear is on point you can be a fashionable man but not feel like a dandy you know what i'm saying it's like western wear. you feel like you should be working but we're probably just on our laptops you know <laughs>
2: they got photos of elvis on stage yeah doing rock, rock mount. mount shirts yeah,
0: yeah they're absolutely world famous you know it's just it's kind of like just a, a little sleepy denver fact rock mount is legit super legit and they got this denim jacket.
2: Anne in Hathaway suit. and Brokeback
0: Mountain. She's got the get the your rock shirt. You can actually. They have a characteristic double diamond uh, pocket. Uh, what do they call that? A flap? This thing? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Pocket flap. Pocket flap. <laughs> Is it? I, I don't know. You're the expert. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: Will Ferrell's rocking them on the red carpet. Vince
0: like. Vaughn, Elton John, Ben Affleck. Yeah, everybody, man everybody. It's they're they're amazing, you know. They're really cool. I would oh, I would recommend going for the uh the, the slim cut because they they're a little bit boxy and blousy otherwise, but you know, unless that's your thing. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, let's well, let's do it, Olivia. I believe you had a little uh exercise here for to close oh, out the shoot. show. shoot,
1: I totally forgot about this. So, yeah. the game I want to play is fashion related and in being like an observer of fashion for a while, every subculture has like different words they use for it. Super fun. So I thought we could just go around in a circle and everybody has to say one, um, one like slang word for clothing. Uh, and then the first person who can't is out. So we'll just go, for the people who are here, it'll go me, Tom, Ryan, and then Troy. And then me again. That'll be our circle. So I'm going to go first. My word is duds.
0: Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's all
2: duds. Um, I'm going to go with some kicks.
3: Nice. Gear. Uh, flip-flops.
1: Mm. No, let's not play. <laughs> sandals. We're going to let that slide because we want to keep playing. <laughs> flip-flops, is my that next just word is, what they're called? What?
3: Is that just what they're called?
1: I think that's just what <laughs> yeah. they are. I thought it was sandals. Uh, my-
3: okay, never mind. I've also heard
1: them called thongs. Yeah, yeah my grandma work. said that, and I was like, get out of here, grandma. <laughs> um, mine is going to be crep, the UK word for sneakers. Um, I'm just going to say fit, like oh. know, overall fit. Um,
3: uh, yeah, I think I'm out.
1: I know one you use all the time, Ryan, <sighs> when you bought your kids new sneakers for the start of the school year. Oh, drip. Yeah. <laughs> <Some> drip. <laughs> The Thanks, drip, Thank you. the drip, swag. This is hard. The swag, swag, nice. Um, shoot, did I just get myself out by giving away drip? <laughs> you gave
2: away the best one.
1: Um, did we already say fit?
2: I said fit.
1: Shoot, I think I'm out, y'all. I'm, Do I'm we have any more?
2: too. I mean, I don't uh, know if I have anything. Ice, else.
1: ice, yeah, yeah for, some for jewelry. jewelry. Mm-hmm.
2: There's got to be more. There's there's like one for each individual item,
1: right. at least. What do they? Ca- what do people call watches? I feel like there's such a watch culture. I know some people call it a timepiece, and they, that I can't get down with that.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the challenge was harder than I think we thought. Yeah, I know.
1: I thought there was more. Uh... All right, that's. We all lost, but We're that good. was fun We're for done. the five that we knew. We got two
0: rounds. Troy lost first, so
2: I
1: feel <laughs> like...
3: Yeah, I definitely got last place by calling something just what it's
1: actually called. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, yeah, today I'm rocking a sick T-shirt. I'm pulling a Troy. I'm just going to call things what they are. Okay, that's that's all for me, folks. Nice, and I think that's good a wrap.
0: Um, sounds great yeah uh appreciate everybody listening i hope you have a wonderful labor day weekend we'll be back um we're going to do the best we can to have these published on tuesday we also have it on the books that we will eventually put this on video and be on youtube Um, we are on youtube now but Mm -hmm. it's kind of a placeholder until we get our switcher all dialed in we have everything we just don't have the cables to hook everything
1: yeah
2: we'll be on youtube soon
1: we're in cable purgatory but we'll see you soon yeah
2: <laughs> it's
0: three weeks video
2: show is coming don't worry
0: yeah shout out to kitcaster uh thanks for sponsoring the show kitcaster.com check them out and that's it we'll be back next week all
3: right later had a good chain
0: <laughs> that was one that was one <laughs>